0: Isaac and Leslie, was joined together in union yesterday. So let's, oh, we can do better than that now. Woo! 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 We can do better than that now. Amen. 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 It was such a beautiful ceremony. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, such a beautiful ceremony. Marriage is a beautiful thing, man. It's it's ordained by God. It's a beautiful thing. You share a life uh, with one another. It's such a beautiful thing. Hallelujah, and then I have my mother-in-law here. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Raise your hand, mother-in-law. She ain't, she, don't she look good? You look good, I tell you. Amen. So we went to Georgia, and we came back with a little piece of Georgia with us. Amen. 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 It's been such an awesome. Georgia was good, but it's back. here it back to business. Georgia was good, but I'm back home. Man. Amen. Amen. I'm back home, and' It's time to get to it. Uh, man, it was an amazing thing that happened in Georgia. I tell you, people were set free all over the place. I mean, people, I mean the spirit of God was in there so much that I I witnessed people fall down in his presence. Literally fall down in his presence. It was so overwhelming in this place that people literally fell down. I ain't lying. My wife, she was there too. His presence was so powerful. That people fell down. People were set free that day. People was had a spirit of suicide. People, it was five to ten, five maybe five people who had who were struggling, man, thinking about killing themselves. Seriously, no joke, killing themselves that day in that place in the in the church. They came up there and prayed and set free, man. So don't tell me prayer don't work. Don't tell me, Terrence, don't take all that. Yes, it does. Don't tell me that, because their life is at stake. Because the enemy wished to sift them like, we, like he said to Peter. He wished to He said. Jesus said, but I prayed for you that he would not prevail. Hallelujah. 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 And we must pray for one another, Kelly Cross. Hallelujah. And I, you know, I've been teaching about revelation and all this good stuff. But God has been weighing heavy on me. He said, I want you to pause in this series, and I, I want you to switch gears because they need to know about this, this truth, this, this Holy Spirit, the truth about this sin that we're in, the, the truth. They need to know this truth because this truth is going to set them free. It's going to open doors that no man can close. This truth will set the standard. He said, this truth, hallelujah. So I asked this question when we're talking about the truth, about sin. Let me ask you a question. I need your participation on this. Amen. Can a person stop sinning? Hold on, by a show of hands. No? Yes. I didn't see the nose go up. Hold on, let's try that again. No? There we go. That's okay, we're going to teach it. Yes? Okay, all right, all right. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. This is a teaching moment. And all of it going to be straight scripture. Terrence ain't going to make none of this up. matter of fact, I'm going to have it on the screen so you can look at it. And if you got a Bible, you can open it. You know what I'm saying? We got it? All right. Truth. So most people that says no, they say, hey, uh, because for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's right. Everybody says that's right. Amen. For all have sinned. Let's pull that scripture up. For all have sinned. Verse 23, that's what most people say. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But see, y'all missed some things in that. Hallelujah. Teacher said it. Amen. The teacher said it. Next, the next, the next verse, let me, I underline. I hope we still got it underlined. Put the next one up there. Oh, man, so y'all blocked it out. Amen. So for all have sinned. She said it, it was past The text did not say for all will continue in sin. You got to read it for what the text does not say. It did not say for all will continue in sin. It did not say all are sinning. It said for all have sinned, present tense. Now why is that so important? Because it lets you know that we don't continue in it. He said, we have, so nobody can say in this place that we never sinned. Even the pastor standing in the pulpit can never say, I've never sinned. There'll be a lot before God. Amen. He said, if you say that, and the truth ain't in you, watch out. I might get struck down if I say something like that. Amen. He said, for all have seen, and only that, he said, okay, Terrence, I get what you're saying. You got you, you pick and choose the little present, the past tense. let see. We're missing the comma. It was a comma on verse 23. See, we usually stop right there. Say, ain't nobody holy, ain't nobody doing that because all have seen the fall short of the glory of God. But we put it, it's a comma right there. That means something follow afterwards, right? So what follow afterwards is this. And all, not some, are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Now, I'm going to break it down to you. Because he said, in all. He said, in all are justified. That means that the word justified means all are made righteous in God's sight. So in all are made righteous for what? For free. (laughs) That we didn't have to work for this. That we didn't have to boast. We didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to labor. We were made in right standing for free by what? His grace. By whose grace? that came through the redemption of Jesus Christ. That word redemption means we've been redeemed, white, clean. The actual word that the power of sin don't have dominion over you. I studied this thing. I'm telling you, I studied this thing. I was looking at that redemption thing that came by Christ Jesus. And when Christ died on the cross for your sins and he raised up, you was white, clean, for those who believe, he said, listen, he said, listen, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. He, he verse 25, he, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. That means that he, he said, I'm offering offer up of my son. See, y'all can't get it right. He said, y'all, y'all just can't get it right. We just can't get it right. That's what he said. He said, but I'm going to send my son who's going to get it right. And all you got to do is believe that he did so God presented Christ as a sacrifice, of atonement, a covering for sin. Through the shedding of his blood to be received by what? By faith, belief. This is how you receive that. And most, say, most folks say, hey man, you said for, you just talked about for all have sinned and fallen short of the good the glory of the Lord. Ah, maybe that ain't enough. Let me ask you a question when we're talking about sin? Now all of us are going to get this one right. Watch this. How much of the sin did Jesus pay for? How much? All. So if he paid for all of it, then how can we continue in it? Amen. Hey, you preaching. I'm about to give you a mic. Amen. He said he paid for all of this. All mean all, past, present, and future. All means all. Why Terrence is talking about this, man? Why Terrence is talking about this? Because we've been, we've been deceived. All my life I grew up, I, and I, I, I just didn't realize this until I got to Indiana when I was in, the, in my study and praying to God because all my life I was told I'd never be good enough. All my life I was told that No, man, ain't nobody can get it right. Ain't nobody can do it. That is true. You can't get it right on your own. You need Him, the Holy Spirit, to get it right. In essence, when we say no to this, in essence, when we say no, nobody can't stop, I thought thought in the Bible it said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not on your own, it's through him who gives you this strength to live the life that he has commanded us to live. Next verse, skip that one, I was on that two times, skip the other one, amen, skip that one, he said, listen, he goes on in verse, in 1 John 5, if you want to follow on in your Bible so you can read the longer thing, uh, the whole entire thing. First John chapter number 5, he says this. I'm going to break it down to you. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. I think that's pretty simple, right? If I believe in Jesus Christ, I'm born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Why is that so significant? Because it comes with some benefits of being born with God. It comes with some blessings to be born with God. Born of God. He said to believe. That's what it means to be born of God. Those who believe in Jesus born of God. Let's go to the next one. He said, "This this is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commands. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out his commands. He said, in fact... This love for God to keep, this is the love for God. To what? To keep his command. And his commands are not burdensome. Let me stop right here. This is the love for God. So when we say we love God, here's the question. We all know that God loves us. That nothing can separate her. He's told her, no height, no depth can separate you from my love. No principality, no darkness. Nothing can separate you from my love. The question that remains is, do you love him? And see, listen. He said, not pastor. I'm going to go south on pastor. This is the love for God. He says that the love for God is to keep his... Commands. So, in essence, if I'm not keeping his commands, then how can I say I love him? He, he said this. He said, and my commands are not burdensome. He said, Cast your cares on me. Cast, give me your burdens. He said, Mines are light. So here's the part where we messed up that. We gave him the burdens. We cast it and gave it away. But it was a come on that one too that we failed to realize. He said, Learn of me. So yeah, we can give him the burdens, but we didn't learn of him. So what happens is the burdens, when the burdens come back around again, we don't have nothing to defeat those burdens, so the burdens wears out. Because he said, learn of me. But here's what the good news about everybody that's born of God, and you should be encouraged today. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. Boy, y'all don't know when to shout, hallelujah. Listen. He said, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. Now, now, remember I told you, hallelujah, hallelujah. Remember I told you, he said, those who are born of God, those who believe in Jesus Christ is born of God. So he defined what born of God is. Those who believe in Jesus Christ are born of God. So you who believe in Jesus Christ overcomes the what? The world. So why are we struggling in our minds? when he said we're overcomers?
1: Why have we been defeated
0: in our mind and in our circumstances when he says that we're overcomers? Why are we going back to the same thing that troubled us and tripped us up when he says that we are overcomers? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The things that you're enduring, the things that you're going through, I'm here to tell you today that you are overcoming. The problem is you got to believe that. You got to believe that I can overcome anything. Because he said I could. And never in nowhere in the Bible where he has lied. He said if he said you are overcoming. Then guess what you are? An overcomer. Don't matter what circumstance you're in. Don't matter what hell break loose in your life. Don't matter what is thrown at you. Including the kitchen sink. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Those who are born of God overcomes the world and everything. And when the world feels like it's on your shoulder, all you do is throw it off and say, I am an overcomer because I believe in the Savior. Hallelujah. He said, this is the victory we already won. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Just Just like like I I said, our faith, 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 our belief in Jesus makes us an overcomer because we got somebody on our side that never lost a battle. We got somebody on our side that can't lose, will never lose. He's infinite and no, he never lost a battle. He is on our side, so that lets me know that the overcomer is with me and who can be against me? Ain't nothing. Nothing. I do mean nothing. You name it, I tell you nothing. You tell me a problem that's big, and I'll show you a God who's bigger. He's bigger. He's bigger. These prayers that we just prayed for, watch how big he is. Watch. Watch. He said, only, He listen, who is that overcomes the world? He said, who is that that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the servant of God. It's scripture. I ain't making this up. is in there. Look at that. Isn't that? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God. So I, I, I believe that majority believe that Jesus is the son of God. So if you believe that, he says that, say, look, you are overcome, Even when all everything comes against you, even when you feel like you're going to lose your mind, even feel like when you're about to throw in the tower, I want to remind you, and I hope this scripture just says, I am Overcome. See, listen. He said, he said, "We know." He said, "We don't assume." We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. That is, it. wait, hold on now, hold on, Pastor. Hold on, Pastor. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of the Lord. Hold, hold on, Pastor. This, this right here says clearly. We know that anyone born of God does not continue in sin. We will not continue in end. Oh man, they get even better. The one who was born of God keeps them safe. That one, I don't know if you realize, has a capital O in it. That one he was referring to is Jesus. The one who he's referring to is Jesus, and born of God, keeps us safe. And guess what? The evil one cannot harm them. I don't know if that gets you a little loose or whatever. But see, the evil one can't even harm you. See, you got to understand who you are in Christ. I am a child of the Most High King. I don't have to live in this thing no more. I live for Christ. And when I live for Christ, he keeps me safe. And the evil one can't even touch me. You must realize that. You must internalize that. You must put it here in here to know who you are in Christ. He said, if you're born of me. You have overcome the world. Know who you are. And the evil one cannot harm you. You give Satan too much credit. He ain't nothing. The moment that God said, hung his head and said, it is finished, it was finished. He crushed his head. Satan can't do nothing to us. He said, I will protect you, I will keep you safe, and he can't harm you. But we say, say, now nah, rebuke. You. I ain't got to rebuke you. He was already rebuked at the cross. He messed up and tried to kill the wrong person. Then he rose up with all power in his hand, death and hatred in his hands. Hallelujah. See, here's the issue, here's the big thing. Here's the issue. If the issue is we don't talk enough about this Holy Spirit. We don't talk enough about this Holy Spirit because we can't do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Because he said, listen, in verse in John chapter 16, he said, unless I go away, I will not come to you. And just in case you don't believe what I was just saying, I got more scripture. He said, unless I go away, the advocate, which is the Holy Spirit, will come will not come to you. So Jesus comforting his disciples. He said, listen, I got to go. He said, listen, he's preparing them. I got to go. I'm going to leave. But see, I'm going to send you the comforter. And he, listen, unless I go, he will not come. He said, but if I go, he said, I will send him to you. Guess what he says? Guess what the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will prove to the world the world to be in the wrong about sin. It's right there in the scripture. We thought that we can overcome it. We thought that we'll always be in it. He said that his Holy Spirit will prove to the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. All in scripture. Pastor ain't making it up. He said about sin because people do not believe in me, and I'm gonna hold it right there for a minute. I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put my kickstand down right there. He said about sin because people do not believe in me. What in essence what we're saying we can't stop, we can't do this. In essence, what we're saying is that his blood wasn't enough, his blood, and what his sacrifice wasn't enough to come back sin. His blood wasn't enough, and we just said he died for all of it. So what I mean, or tell me that you don't believe enough to say God, you died for all of this, so that I don't have to live in it. Oh man, he, I'm telling you. He said, because people do not believe in me. And about righteousness, because I'm going to the Father. Righteousness means I've been made right with God. I've been made right standing. When he died on the cross and I accepted him as Lord and, Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, what happened, what literally happened was I was then, right then, made right with him in God's sight. He's saying about judgment because the prince of his world now stands condemned. Who is the prince of this world? Satan. He stands condemned. That word condemned means that he, his fate is already set for the lake of fire. He's already been condemned. He's already been defeated. But see, what the enemy tried to do, he tried to get us in here because he wants you to feel defeated too. He wants you to give up too. He wants to take everybody with, so he gets in their mind, and tricks things up, and tell them, "Do God really loves you?" And tell them, "Is they a real God?" And tell them that uh, you all to give up. You all to quit. It's no time. It's, you all you, you all will throw in the towel right now. You all to kill yourself. It's not life. Is not worth living. He came to kill, steal, and destroy, but he ain't nothing. Because he said we are overcomers. Folks, I talked about sin. Because we are, we have been deceived all our life. man. Almost all of my life. And I plead with people. And I go to scripture as much as I can to show you. But in 1 Peter, he says this. But just as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in some of what you do. He said, be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. So how can he tell us to be holy if he didn't give us the means to be holy with? He would never say something... And don't give us the means to be it. So he told us to be holy. Holiness is contrary to sin. So how can he tell us to be something that we couldn't be? Why would he tell us something to be and when we couldn't even do it? He does not. He let us know that we can. And we're supposed to be. He said, for it is written. When, he, when they use the word for it is written, that means that it's somewhere else in the Bible that it was also written. Well, you might say, man, that's the Old, that's the New Testament, man. You know, that's the, I don't really. But see, it was written also in Leviticus, the Old and new. He said, not, not one stroke of the law shall come apart. He said, you are, and this is God speaking, you are to be holy to me. Because I, the Lord, who's speaking, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nation to be my own. He set you apart from this world to be his own. We were called to be in the world, but not of it. We're about to be set apart. He said, not me. I'm set apart from this world. This world is not your home. Your home is in heaven. We're just somebody passing through. And some of our family members has already passed through. Our time is coming. I'm telling you, he's coming back. Why is it so important to be holy, man? He tells us that first off, it's a command. But I want to bring some scripture to you. that why it's so important, I'm talking about seeing and the truth thereof. He said, but today... 2 Peter. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed by fire. In the earth, and everything done in it will be laid bare. It's Peter speaking. Mind you, Peter, first Peter, he was the one saying, Be holy. Now let me let me give you a little backdrop on Peter. Let me remind you of Peter. Now, you remember before Peter was filled with this Holy Spirit that we're talking about, Peter was a, Peter was a go-getter. Peter was ready to fight. Peter cut a man there off and told him, what's up? What you going to do? What you going to do? Yeah, i cut it off. Then, God had to, then Jesus had to tell him, hey, man, you live by the sword, you'll die by it. He had to, he had to correct him. He cut the man there off. But then there was the same Peter that said, hey, uh, that denied Jesus three, not one time, Three times in one segment. That same Peter, after being filled with the Holy Spirit, now shame, be holy. He must learn some stuff. The Holy Spirit came into Peter. And it was the same Peter that when he walked, his shadow healed people. His shadow healed people. And it's the same Peter that's saying, be holy. for God said he is holy. He said, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief. A thief don't come when you know he's coming. A thief comes unexpectedly. And what it is, he's saying, when he come back, you won't know. And that's enough to scare me straight. Because I fear God more than I fear man. He said, he's coming back like a thief. That means I won't know it. Another version of the Bible says, you won't know the second, the day or know the hour when the Son of Man shall appear. So if you don't know, oh man, we should be living right. He said, the heaven will disappear with the roar and the element will be destroyed by fire, And the earth and everything were done it will be laid bare. Then he said, since everything will not just some, since everything will be destroyed. This is the Bible. This ain't, this ain't me blowing smoke. It says, everything will be destroyed in this way. What kind of people ought you be? What did he say? You ought to live holy. And God alive. as you look forward to the day of God in its speed is coming. Hello. Why, why, why is God keep telling us to live holy? Why do they keep saying live holy? And God they're like, why he keep saying that? Why he keep saying this? Why he keeps saying live this? He said the speed is coming soon. So listen, you ought to live this way because he's coming back here. Do not let him find you living otherwise. I'm telling you, here's something in the Bible that really gripped a lot of people's heart. Even when I was preaching down there in Georgia, I couldn't stop preaching, man. I couldn't take no vacation. I preached every day. I preached all the way down to Georgia. Amen. He said, listen, ask my wife. I was preaching the whole way. He said, listen, he said, listen, in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 and 10. This is the reason why I am Hallelujah, of pleading with the people of God. He said, "Oh, do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God?" He didn't say "will." He said, "Will not inherit the kingdom of God." Ooh, Jesus. He said, do not be deceived. Don't let nobody mislead you. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise. See, we've been getting a, uh, we think that grace was a get out of jail free card and say, since God's gonna forgive me for my sins, I can live how I wanna live. You're wrong. As a matter of fact, for those who are saved and you continue to live that way, oh man, you won't enter in. He said, "Do not be deceived. We've been deceived, folks. We've been deceived. I've been deceived." The pastor tell, I've been deceived. deceived. It's clear the scripture said, "Do not be deceived, neither the sexual immoral. moral and sexual immoral, that anything that God didn't ordain between a man and a woman. So anything outside of that pornography, all this other stuff. oh man, sexual immoral. Nor the idolaters. Idolatry is something about somebody that worships something. Not just an idol. Like, not just a, uh, uh, like you build an ornament or something and worship it. An idol can be something that you love more than you with God. An idol can be something that you spend more time with than God. His, no idolatry. No adultery. That means somebody that sleeps around in that man. He said, no adultery, no men would have sex with men, that homosexuality. Nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers who talk about people by nor swillers will inherit the kingdom of God. I ain't making it up. We got to get our life right. Man. He said you're overcome." He said you will not continue in it. But he said this, you are not inherent in the kingdom of God. And I don't know how clear that is. You can't interpret that no other way. And that's what he said after this. He said, and that is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. You were washed and made clean. Don't go back to it. You've been washed. Listen, you have to come You have to come to know this knowledge. You are overcomer. You've been washed and made clean. You've been made whole. You've been justified before the Father. That means you've been made right in His sight. That means I don't have to go back to the cage. Remember that little saying I told you about the cage and God paid the ultimate price? But we can't go back to that cage of sin. We can't go back to that way of living because we've been made new in Christ. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the truth about See, this ain't no, this ain't no uh, a sermon where, where people get to hooping and hollering and, and joy. yay, yeah, because nobody want to be joying about sin because all are living in it. Amen. But pastor, you got to tell the truth. Because the truth is what's going to set us free. It is the truth of the gospel that we, myself, including myself, didn't know about We can't continue to live the way that we are living. You got to give it up. It says in there, you got to know that you've been washed clean. Knowing starts where? See, y'all think the battle is out here. See, y'all think the battle is out here in the world. The battle ain't out there in the world, it's right here in between these four walls called ears, these walls, right here. And the enemy attacks the mind because he want to dethrone you. He want to take over. He says that we are overcome So if the battle is here, then how do we win the battle that's in here? Through the word of God. How do we strengthen ourselves for something that we can't even see? How do we strengthen ourselves in depression and anxiety and hurt, suicidal thoughts? How can you fight that with this? You fight it through the word of God. That's why he said learn it. Because it's just like this. If you're, you're going through a battle, man, and you don't have the word of God, and you're not knowledgeable of it, you're not in it, what is literally going, you step into a ring with Mike Tyson with your hand tied behind your back. You got to understand this, folks, that you are overcoming Christ. You got to stand no matter what you're going through, you're overcoming. That is all well. I heard a lot of hand claps and praising for the overcoming part, but not for the part about living in sin. We should clap for that too, because I don't want to live in it. I'm not. I refuse to. I will not continue with it. I may not be there where I, I may not be where I need to be now. And this may be for you too, but I will be. And that's the mentality that you gotta have. I may not be where I am, where I need to be now, but I will be, because he said I can. And if he said I can, no matter who said I can. If you see the word today, let it get the Lord a hands up of